Story five of Bobby Gray Squirrel's Adventures by George Ethelbert Walsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. Rusty joins in the feast. Bobby returned to the little girl's bedside again and again to take a nut out of her hand. Being fed by Clara was even better than eating nuts that he found himself. It made them taste sweeter to have them handed to him with the good wishes of the sick girl. Then, too, there appeared the greatest variety of nuts which the little girl seemed to obtain from an inexhaustible storehouse. One day it was a chestnut, then a delicious English walnut full of rich meat, and again a small hazelnut when she handed him a brazil nut with its hard shell cracked so he could readily get at the meat he was delighted for he had never before tasted anything so delicious then came to a pecan nut a sweet hickory nut and others which bobby had no name for it was always with an expectancy of something new that he went to his daily feast bobby hadn't seen rusty the blackbird since the day of their escape from the tower room and one afternoon he was surprised by hearing his whistle near the house bobby immediately ran to the edge of the woods where rusty was hiding in the thick bushes gracious me bobby exclaimed rusty i thought dasher had caught you where have you been all this time bobby smiled and whisked his tail i've been living in that tree near the house and feeding on the most delicious nuts imaginable the little girl we saw in bed that day gives me all i can eat every day you mean to say you dare go there again with dasher the hawk hovering around oh dasher is more afraid of that house than i am was the reply i'll tell you something rusty if dasher pursues me there he'll be shot i heard the people say that they're going to protect the songbirds from dasher so you needn't be afraid well that sounds almost too good to be true if i thought it wasn't a trap to catch us birds i'd build my nest in that tree but maybe they don't call me a songbird nobody thinks much of my singing my voice is squeaky and my whistle sounds as if it was out of tune no sighing they wouldn't call me a songster you know i think your voice is jolly and cheerful rusty replied bobby and i'm sure the little girl will come with me and let her see you and be caught and caged oh no bobby i'm not going to run any risk now bobby knew that the little girl wouldn't hurt rusty or any of his friends but it wasn't so easy to convince the blackbird of it rusty in spite of his fearless ways and jolly happy disposition was a little suspicious of boys and girls and he had no intention of being captured to grace some gilded cage rusty bobby said finally will you come to the tree near the window and watch me i want you to see how friendly the little girl is then if i bring you part of a nut and lay it outside on the window sill won't you fly down and take it rusty looked curiously at bobby as if he expected this was some trick of his old friend but bobby was so innocent that he had no reason to suspect him if dasher the hawk isn't around i'll come to the tree 
he replied finally i won't promise about the rest of the adventure bobby was satisfied with this and leading the way he ran across the clearing and then up the tree whose long branch almost swept the window-sill of the sick-room from there he hopped inside to get his customary nut he took his first one and carried a piece of it to the window-sill rusty was watching from the tree here it is rusty bobby called come and take it the little girl was watching with wide-open surprised eyes and when rusty darted down and took the piece of nut from bobby she clapped her hands oh bobby is that one of your friends she cried you must bring him every day and i'll feed him what do blackbirds like the best bobby couldn't tell her but when clara's mother appeared she asked her i don't know dear she replied but i think they like grass seeds and berries i'll find out rusty knew very well what he liked best but in the early spring season it was hard to find seeds and berries he had been forced to hunt for hours at a time for a few seeds that had been left over from the summer before and he was nearly always hungry so it was a great surprise to him a few days later to find the most delicious assortment of seeds and berries scattered on the outside of the window-sill bobby saw them first and thought they had been put there for him but after sniffing at them a few times he knew better with a little cry of joy he hailed his friend rusty rusty he shouted here's a feast for you my what delicious seeds and berries rusty flirted his wings and balanced himself on the limb undecided for an instant and then flew straight down to the window-sill in a few moments he forgot all fear and picked up the seeds as fast as he could open and close his bill bobby watched him smiling and inside a pair of blue eyes opened wider and wider and from the lips came the words my wasn't he hungry that feast almost converted rusty with his stomach full of seeds he stopped on the sill long enough to peer in the room he saw the little girl watching him but he felt no fear she certainly wouldn't hurt him then with a whistle of thanks he flew away to spread the news to his forest friends like bobby rusty returned the next day for more seeds and the next and next every morning fresh seeds were placed on the window-sill while bobby's nuts were waiting for him inside every day he climbed up on the bed and took his nuts from the girl's hands and ate him there even clara's mother didn't seem to mind how much muss he made on the bed with his shells never mind dear she said one day when clara tried to catch them falling to the floor i'll clean them up when he's through bobby had gradually lost his fear of the mother for he would continue eating his nuts when she entered the room for a long time he kept his eyes on the open window all the time she was present but soon he forgot to do this she never made an effort to shut him in or to touch him bobby permitted the sick girl to stroke his head and touch his bushy tail but he still drew back when the mother reached out a hand toward him but the day of the greatest delight to clara was when rusty was persuaded by bobby to come in the window rusty hopped inside cautiously and then flew to the bedpost 
oh now i know you're really and truly bobby's friend and mine she said clasping her hands rusty laughed at this and wanted to say that he had always been bobby's friend now won't you build your nest in that tree so i can see your eggs she pleaded addressing rusty this was a request that rusty was not prepared to answer but once outside again bobby said to him of course you will rusty don't you see we're making the little girl well again her cheeks are plumping out and getting red now you build your nest on that branch and i'll make mine over there rusty hesitated but after a while he said yes i'll do it she's my friend too bobby next day goldie heard of their good fortune and in the next story she decided to build her nest in the tree end of story five recording by phone